up the crossbar and Let's go down. throw oh my goodness are you kidding me Let's go down. Call interference announced and then interference picked up. It's Play is unreviewable by Detroit. It's Aaron Rodgers now falls to I think it's either Aaron Rodgers or the Packers over the last over the last 14 home playoff games are now seven and seven, which is the most losses for any team in the last 20 years at home wow. playoff games. So that was another amazing one I saw. So, I mean, this makes you wonder, it makes everyone wonder, is this the end of Aaron Rodgers in green Bay? I, I, I mean, we saw the weird antics last off season. I don't see how things are radically different now. I think they're in even the, the, Packers are in an even worse salary cap situation. Um, so I don't know how they can hold on to Rodgers and, uh, you know, I'll, oh, who's there? God damn it. I forgot the receiver's name. Devontae Adams. Adams, yeah. I don't think they can hold on to both of them with their salary cap situation. So I think this is the end of the road for for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, stranger things happen. I guess I, I guess I thought that before this season, I thought he was going to be out with you know everything, all the weird shit he was pulling. But I, what do you think? I think I think this is it. Uh, he's already, you know, he already commented he's doesn't really, he's not interested in being part of a rebuild. Um, alluding to exactly what you're talking about, there's only so much room in that in that cap, you know. Yeah. Um. So. If they find, I think if they found some way to like keep the team intact, then that changes that narrative. But I don't think there is a way to do that unless you know the players are willing to get very creative. With well, and I don't think he's willing to be there anymore either. I mean, it seems like he was halfway out the door anyway. So why would he bend over backwards to to exactly? Stay now? No, right, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think I think this is it. Uh, if I guess the biggest question is, does he continue on or does he just, you know, move into a booth or something? Because he can make a lot of money there and not being damaged every week. So I think he wants to play. I think he just wants out of Green Bay. I mean, I think he's still at the top of his game. I think just the the resources weren't allocated properly in Green Bay. That he same thing he's been complaining about for years, and he needs a new a new environment to. Uh, to showcase his talent. So I, I, I don't think he's done. I think he's just done in green Bay, but I just want him out of green Bay in general, get him out of the NFC North away from my lions as the NFC North is in complete shambles. Uh, as the bears and Vikings are completely rebuilding. If we could get the Packers to, to hit the reboot button, the, the lions actually have like a year's head start on a rebuild over the rest of the division. So that's the main reason I'm looking for any any reason for Aaron Rodgers to get the fuck out of there. So, so while that might be good news for the Lions, what wasn't good news for the Lions was the Rams pulled out a crazy victory over the Buccaneers. And 
you might have were you on the, did you see much of this game are you on the plane or what no i i, I saw it uh we had like a long layover so i saw the, every game i saw the entire game so perfect perfect well i mean it was kind of a shit show to start out with i mean the the buccaneers couldn't do anything and really matt stafford looked great the the offense looked good they were pretty much dominating that game and then then came in the fourth quarter and crazy shit started happening like usually happens to matt stafford in in big games uh, he actually had a snap go like right by him uh, on a, a shotgun snap, which it was either his mistake or the center's mistake, but they were certainly were not on the same page where the, the ball flew about 30 yards behind him and gave up a, gave up the turnover right there. But somehow the Matt Stafford found a way and he's getting all the credit by all these Stafford slappies across the country and mainly in Detroit. Um, how Cooper cup could be that wide open uh, after the improbable comeback by Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to tie the game. How the how Cooper Cup could be left that wide open? The best receiver in the National Football League. Uh, I asked you what coverage was that I texted you, and you you called it cover cover zero, which I think is accurate. Well, I think it was a to be it was either a cover zero or cover one because what happened on the play is I think it was the strong safety. Yeah cut over because they sent they sent more guys out than they had coverage for and i don't know if they were expecting them to run be, or they had the blitz on or whatever they, How were, do you... they were applying pressure yeah so what i saw on the play was as cooper cups coming out that defender that was cutting over hit into Cooper Cup's corner, his coverage guy, and that yeah. he just kept going. I did see a bit of a pick on that. I haven't heard much of that discussed. Well, it was a player picking his own player, so yeah. that's really not a pick. Um, and that was it. There was no, there was no safety. There's no safety help over the top, so that's why they were either in a cover one, and and the offensive play called was. It was literally, as far as I saw, the most perfect offensive play called for that situation. And he did, he may have audible to that because he did the the little thing. Uh, um, Stafford did this before yeah. that play happened. So he may have saw the coverage and audible to it that sent someone out on a, a route that made that defender come up that I think originally was supposed to be that help over the top and it was gone and so was Cooper Cup. Yeah. But you know, who else was very uh, being a Cowboys fan I liked on that play was that Matthew Stafford took control of his entire team, got them down, uh -huh. handed the ball to the appropriate yeah. people and 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 spiked it. Yeah, you do definitely have to give him credit for that. That was the way to run the last second <laughs> fire drill as opposed it to was. how the Cowboys played <laughs> off the week before. Which I've I've watched that play about a hundred more times, and uh, Prescott slides with nine seconds, and it took nine seconds to spot the ball, essentially. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought much like you, Smitty, when the ball went what looked like airmailed like to the side, like like you said, either. Stafford didn't call the right snap count and oh, had something else in his head. Yeah, yeah. At, when that happened, I was like, 
oh man, this is not going to be good. And then, of course, the fumbles. I mean, it was it was a, a lot of disaster, and it. I'm actually happy it happened because it made that game really fucking entertaining in the yeah, fourth quarter. It, it Yet again, a, another great fourth quarter game. Yeah, I mean, we had four walk off walk off wins in this one. This weekend, the only entertaining part of the first half that I saw was a little spat between former Lions teammates, Matt Stafford and Dominican Sue. Did you see that play where? Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, uh, essentially, Sue got to the quarterback and kind of fell on him. I don't know that it was roughing or it may have been a little rough, but Matt Stafford got his feet basically uh, into Sue's nuts. I don't know if it was a kicking motion, but it was kind of a collision while they were both falling on the ground. But it looked like Stafford was trying to like kick him in the nuts, essentially. And somehow Dominican Sue got the got the roughing penalty for that, which I thought was hilarious. And he's you could hear him, you know, when the ref was making the call. He's like, he kicked me. He kicked me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was just a couple a couple of former Lions teammates doing some lion shit, I guess. But a little roughhousing, a little wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> What this has done essentially is set up the worst case SOL scenario. Right on time. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Not only do the Lions, uh, the Lions did have a shot at the number 25 overall pick. The best case scenario going into last weekend was uh, getting the number 25 pick. If all, if every, every game was an upset, including and having the, the Rams lose. And that almost happened. It came this close to happening, but Alas, the the Rams won, blowing that all up. So now the best that the Lions could possibly do is the number twenty nine pick. And the way things look, if I mean, if you look at the schedule, I mean, the Rams are playing a home game for the NFC Championship this weekend, and they will be playing a home game for the Super Bowl if they make it through. So the next two games are in their own fucking stadium. So the 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 plan has been laid. The perfect scenario is working out uh, against the Lions. Uh, you know, not only the not only the draft pick worst scenario, but the inevitable conversations about the Lions throughout these this week and the two weeks after, if the Rams end up winning, about Matt Stafford and his uh, infamous career with the Lions. Uh, we'll just be bombarded with how shitty the Lions are, uh, all the failures of the franchise that I know all too well. I just kind of wish the Lions could get be left alone at this point that's that that's the main reason i'm rooting for the rams to lose i don't i can't i can't take this anymore i i want to be forgotten we're we're better not to be talked about at all without being put into this light it's 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 not a not a fun fun uh scenario for me to be in lots of lions fans as i talked about last week i'm i'm using air quotes around lions fans i think they are matt stafford fans uh, because they are rooting against the interests of the Lions when you root for Matt Stafford and the Rams. I mean, there's no other way to put it. We are getting worse and worse draft picks because of the success of Matt Stafford and the Rams. So, again, it, you know, you can measure how big a deal that is or not. But I just, I don't, I don't. I guess maybe I've just never been a fan of a specific player the way I see these fans of Matt Stafford. And I think maybe that's that's what's baffling me and. Again, the only thing I can ch- thing I can chalk it up to is a, a generation gap. I mean, maybe I don't. 
I mean, Barry Sanders, I was a fan of. I guess I would, if he had moved, switched teams and went to a successful team and was going for the Super Bowl, I guess I'd, I'd be fired up about that. But the way you see Matt Stafford fans going on and on and just doing victory laps over, over, the over the lions essentially it just it doesn't make any sense to me do you do you have any maybe i'm just too close to this oversensitive i don't know what it is but do you have I any did not root examples for i didn't root for emmett smith when he left the freaking cowboys that wasn't like good for him he wasn't yeah. a cowboy anymore yeah he went with the cardinals the cardinals yeah i mean yeah. i didn't like root against them but it wasn't a let, let me reset let me reset the same scenario though same scenario I would have been rooting against him, but yeah. my team had a higher draft pick. It just also, seems simple, I, but when you I'm bring sh- that argument up, people just tell you to shut up on social media. Like, I, well, great argument, I'll, but yeah, so, oh, okay. thanks for. It's like they don't even understand where where you're coming from. I'm not rooting against. I don't. I don't have a vendetta against Matt Stafford. It just does not help my team in any way if he wins. So, yeah, I also am shocked that somehow as their draft pick got lower and the better he performed because you know, a lot of when, when a, when a bigger type of player gets traded like a Stafford who, who, you know, the reason, the reason the um, Rams wanted him was because they thought, you know, with the right talent around him, he could be, he could be a Super Bowl performer. I am shocked that in that contract, you guys aren't just, not first round picks, but that you're not getting extra draft picks because of all this. Yeah, well, they could have. That's could've... usually a normal caveat to a to a trade such as that. But there may have been other factors involved that they got out of it that I don't know the details of. Well, but... we've got their first their first round pick next year too. Is may, maybe what they. Oh, what so they maybe that's what that. they went for. So okay, yeah, that that's okay, yeah, that's different. So yeah, okay. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know the details or. What, Could you imagine what, what though? Could you imagine? Can you imagine if you went a different direction and it was performance based? Like you guys yeah. would, you guys would own the fucking draft. Yeah. For the next few years, it'd be like the Herschel Walker trade. Ah, uh, yes, that led to three, three Super Bowl championships for your Cowboys in the early '90s. You got that right. Well, that's what I'm looking for for my Lions, but we see million miles away from that wordhole media if you were two and seven you'd be in a bad mood too oh he has trouble with the snap and the ball is free and oh he hits the upright again that's impossible get your mouth shut get your mouth shut jerk the bear season's gonna end on a double doink if Worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. The Limp Bitkins Podcast. Just a couple of Chicago pricks united by our hatred of the University of Michigan football and the Chicago Bears. Find us at limpditkins.com and anywhere you listen to podcasts.